In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Years ago, my father saw an ad in the back of a popular mechanics magazine for a do-it-yourself kit with everything you need to build a full boat kayak canoe for $29.95 in just one weekend. He thought it would be a great father and son's project, so he ordered it. Seven months later, <laughs> after working on it every weekend and most weeknights in my dad's workshop, we finally built that kayak canoe. Looking back on all the added parts and tools he bought, as well as all the time we invested in it, it would have been much cheaper and much easier if he had just gone out and bought us an already made canoe. But he wanted to build it, and he wanted to build it with his sons. In today's Gospel, a man wants Jesus to tell his brother to divide the family inheritance with him now. Instead of honoring the man's request, Jesus does what he often does. He examines the deeper motives behind the request. He recognizes that the man's motive for wanting to divide the family inheritance is greed. Greed for the here and now. To get what he wants this instant. In essence, Jesus tells him, forget about dividing the inheritance. Think instead about building an inheritance. An inheritance of the heart. Jesus tells him a story of a rich young fool who has been blessed with abundant crops and is worried about where to store them. He tears down his barns and he builds bigger ones. His dream is not to share anything with those around him, nor is it to leave anything for those who will come after him. His dream is to relax, eat, drink, and be merry. The driving force around all his dreams as well as all his waking thoughts, is himself. He wants to make sure he has instant happiness at all times. Even the structures he builds are solely for him, and they have a temporary nature about them. He will tear them down in a heartbeat if he needs bigger barns to give him a lifetime of instant gratification. Even we, the church, can get caught up in instant gratification. We can crave the idea of having more, more people, more giving, more ministry, more glory, and wanting to expect that to happen right now, instead of attentively listening to God and joining Christ in patiently building the church person by person, life by life, soul by soul. When our cravings are only about ourselves and what we want instantly, our efforts to satisfy them will ultimately fail. When our hearts are open to being Christ's instruments for building up his kingdom, no matter how long it takes, his efforts through us will be blessed. Jesus points us to a new way of thinking. It is a focus on joining him in building that which is eternal. Yesterday, we were jarred by the news of yet another mass shooting. As people were out doing what is ordinary to do this time of year, 
shopping for school supplies at a mall in El Paso. And this morning, we woke up to the news of another mass shooting overnight in Dayton, Ohio. And while it did not result in as large a body count as these others, we were just as jarred locally when two people were killed and one was injured at a shooting at the Walmart store in South Haven on Tuesday. These images can become fleeting and temporal as our minds quickly move on to the next shooting, the next major event, the next news cycle. But for the families of Anthony Brown and Brandon Gates here locally, and those of all the victims in El Paso, Dayton, and earlier in the week in Brownsville and Gilroy, the effects are lasting and will haunt them every day for the rest of their lives. The people shot are real, and their senseless deaths and critical injuries leave lasting holes in our hearts. Their deaths and wounds call upon us to take time to reflect on ways we can end gun violence once and for all. One way to honor the victims is for us to build something eternal, to seek to build a society that is not only safe, but one that cherishes, one that treasures, one that loves all our lives. I've noticed parents this morning hugging their children a little more closely. We, at long last, must find a way to stop this madness. Our call is not just to long for better angels in our nation, but for us to get about the business of being the better angels. I was especially moved this week when seeing the father of Stephen Romero, the six-year-old boy who was killed in the shooting at the Garlic Festival in Gilroy, California last Sunday afternoon. The father talked about all the things they love to do together, playing on the seesaw, playing in the backyard, playing baseball. And I couldn't stop thinking that they won't have a chance to build more memories together. They won't have a chance to build a canoe together. A few years ago, I went back to my dad's old fishing camp house on Lake Mary Crawford near Monticello, Mississippi. And there on the back porch was that kayak canoe that we built. Forty years later, it was still in fairly good shape. And it was being enjoyed by my nephews and my niece, a new generation. What surprised me when I looked at that canoe was that my fondest memories of it were not the good times I had of rowing it out in that lake. Instead, my fondest memories were of those evenings in my dad's workshop when he taught us how to cut timber, stain boards, and stretch fiberglass. They were evenings in which he shared with us his dreams of building something that would last beyond himself. And I'm not just talking about that canoe. Jesus teaches us that we have a choice we can spend and waste a lot of time craving the fleeting treasures of an instant, or we can be part of the deeply fulfilling work of joining him in patiently building the eternal treasures of the heart. 
My father gave me such a treasure when he invited me to join him in building a canoe. Amen.